Welcome to another episode of Sales with Aslan. I'm in the studio with my co-pilot, co-host, Dr. Tab Norris. How are you doing today, Tab? Good. It's always a pleasure. It's always, <laughs> always a pleasure. Always a doctor. pleasure. Doctor. I, I, I know. Doctor. I know. Doctor. I, 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 I kind of. I, I, I got a pilot and a doctor there. I really love when I get to do both. Mm. Fly around and help people. Mm-hmm. Co- yeah, co-pilot. Well, you know, I'm never, I never one, I never stick to it to one descriptor for you tab there's just no. too many that work but you are you've been recognized by the podcast association of america as the number one co-host <laughs> or at least in the running i'm for in the, the number one. you're in the running yes. i think you've been nominated that's what it is i'm sorry yeah. you haven't won yet you've been nominated but i love your confidence that oh I've got gosh a shot. If, they, if i've I got, got a, a vote tab you're gonna get it but <laughs> <laughs> and John, you know, coast yeah. is really difficult. It's really difficult. I have like three. I'm like the vice president. That's mm-hmm. what we like to say. Well, Tab is talking to our guest. Uh, yes. Mr. He's a he's a Mister, not a doctor. Yeah. Although he is part of the faculty of DePaul University in the area of sales excellence, I think that's what it is. We'll clarify here in a minute. But we have John Ferguson on the show with us today. Uh, he's going to be talking to us about a subject called, most of probably people have heard of it, discovery, the importance of discovery, or is it important? We're going to debate that with John. But before we get into the topic tab, we need to introduce this man. For for those of us that aren't familiar with Mr. Ferguson, he has been EVP of several large sales organizations. He's been a CEO. We met him when he was running North America sales for Getty Images and helped build that organization from a fledgling $200 million company. I think it was around 200, 300 million to over what billion? Yeah. Billion and a half. Billion, billion and a half. So he, he understands sales and we were lucky enough to call him one of our partners. Uh, he's worked with us yes. for tab. How many years? Golly, 10, six, six, six years. But it feels like, but you've jammed 10 into six. There's no doubt. That's right. That's right. Yeah, that's no, it. but I, I love having you on the show, John, because I, I always learn something when I meet with you, talk with you and hear you talk totally about agree. best practices. For those who are joining us for the first time, the purpose of the show is to equip, to encourage and to elevate. And we do that by yeah. bringing people on the show who are really what I, I think of as the one percenters, the people who are the best at what they do. And John Ferguson, you definitely fit in that category. So good to see you, my friend. Good to see you. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what, what we, we talked about this show, you wanted to talk about discovery uh, and the importance of discovery. Why, why was that on your radar? What were you thinking? Well, before we get to that, you left out, I think a very important thing uh, when you went over my background, uh, okay, which I was that I was a former client. I hope everybody inferred that from your introduction ah, so okay. when you I say you became aware say. of me at getty images <laughs> uh-huh. it was in fact because i hired the two of you yeah so, yeah that's right yeah. that's a, that that's, was something that we probably shouldn't true. have left out well, yeah, yeah. He, it really is kind of he, he actually gave us money tab that is yes true. yes <laughs> i forgot that i, I will i will yeah. never forget that meeting john as i'm presenting our solution to your organization and you were walking around the back of the room like about to explode you were like this is what we need to do we've got to nail this we've got a process yeah. we've got to get this implemented oh you were like you were just you were and then, uh, and then we 
And then he had us fly to Seattle to meet with the board. And you were a little nervous about that. You were, you were making sure. Well, you would of of the course board. I just, yeah. I just was dating you. I didn't know how you were going to perform in, my, <laughs> yeah. in front of my parents. <laughs> no, I get it. it was, it was like this high level meeting tab. We got the CFO, yeah. the CEO. Yeah. I don't know who else. And probably one of the board members, and John was coaching me as he should have. And we were, it was a little tense. I mean, it was like, okay, we're going to come in and we're going to say, this is what we're going to do. And it was one of those meetings where people are going to be staring at us and hopefully we've got our act together. Yeah. And after with that tension, the, this, the CEO, the first thing he says goes, Aslan. Oh yeah. Lion, witch in the wardrobe. And we start talking about yeah. reading that book to my kids. We had this side conversation for like 10 minutes. And John oh, was like, awesome. oh, yeah, it was great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was, uh, it was a good, uh, I tell everybody cause, and, and so other th part of my introduction is, you know, I liked it so much. I now work here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, another part of the introduction, uh, and, and love every minute of it. Um, but it was a great time. It was, it was, uh, as I look at any good sales process, it was, it was interesting to watch our organization go from the needs analysis, you know, do yeah. we have a problem? can we solve it? How do we solve it to going out to the, what I always tell my clients who are interested in the story, the usual suspects, because yeah. I had 26 years of sales experience. So from Miller Hyman to Sandler to action, to strategic selling, spin selling. Yeah. And then Aslan, you're like, who is Aslan? What do you do? And it was pretty clear. And I pretty, I share the story a lot that after spending half a day or a day with you that this would be the way that we were to move. So yeah, yeah all of that's fun to, to reminisce about, but it mm. was good for our organization. It was good for our sellers. It was, and then I didn't know it, but it was extremely good for our coaches, our sales leaders, which was yeah. the next wave of what we did. And uh, I think the story goes, you like it so much, somehow you find your way back working with them. And that's yeah. what leads us to where we are. That was today. a great call when you said, Hey, I want to talk to you about joining eyes. Oh, it it's like, day. yeah. That was a great, but I want to say if you're a sales leader and you're, 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 you're talking about or thinking about developing your sales team, the way that you did it, John, where you, you required people to implement and coach and follow up and reinforce yeah. and, and follow the yeah. process. Um, not that people didn't want to, but you said, look, we're going to do this. Like if we're going to do it, we're going to do it right. Yeah, And so, you know, you, you ensured the team could coach and there was a cadence to that and that we measured performance. And, and because of that, you saw tremendous results. I mean, the results were phenomenal. Yeah, they were. And that was, that was key. I mean, that could probably be a whole nother podcast, but yeah, yeah for sure. Um, and I didn't, like I said, I didn't really know that up front as, as, as I went into the process and built a budget, Yeah, the budget eventually had to be almost doubled because I, I knew I was leaving out a critical element which was the coaching of my coaches yeah. and um, once the light bulb went off in my head it was an easy aha for me of course I had to go sell it internally which which mm -hmm. we did but I but I now believe and if if those who follow me on LinkedIn see and they will if you follow me on LinkedIn I really lean into this a lot which is the difference between a good organization and a great organization is in the quality of and the cadence of the coaching from the leaders. And that's how exactly you go right. from good to great. You know, you can be a good sales organization, but you're not going to be great if you don't have great coaches. Mm -hmm. um, no, and so, everybody uh, heard that phrase. Yeah. 
training's got to be a process, not an event. I mean, everybody says that, but what mm -hmm. really happens is you implement the training and you get great feedback and people love it and you feel mm -hmm. like you're done. And the, the, the pull to move to the next thing is so strong. It's so hard to say, no, we're going to coach. Very few organizations actually coach, you know, listen to their, Very observe few. their reps. I mean, if you're, if you're a rep, you can think about when's the last time somebody actually listened to your calls, gave you good feedback, implemented a development plan. Mm -hmm. It just rarely happens, but the organizations that do that see results. Yeah. Yep. yep. Exponentially for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's great. So back to the topic at hand. So when right. I reached out to you and said, Hey, it's been a while. Please join us. I'd love to have you on the show. You said, I'd love to talk about discovery. And, and it, was, it was, that really resonated with me because I just got back from uh, teaching a workshop with, with uh, Dr. Norris in Munich. And um, <laughs> we really unpacked it. We spent Ugh. a lot of time on discover and it just reminded me of how critical yeah. that is and the mistakes that people make when they're when they want to sell a solution, especially a total solution, you know, do not just sell a product or service, but this total solution, how critical discovery is. And it's just most people really struggle with it. Mm. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they do. And curiously, uh, the reason it was on my mind is because I was just working on a couple of projects, but one in particular with a really mm. good customer of ours, the Miller Welding team. And just spent three days with them on the single topic. And this was the topic. Okay. Um, ah. And, um, and it wasn't just discovery it was also how we asked the questions, the soft selling skills and all that can't come with it because they truly believe that, that this is where it's won or lost, right? It, yeah. Mm -hmm. They have a good process. It starts with engage. It ends with advanced. There's build value in there, but if you don't do discovery, well, commit to it, understand it. It's hard to connect the dots. We'll get into this from the customer's whiteboard to your recommendation. Yeah. And if yeah. you don't do that, the chances of you winning are, are, are decreased significantly. It, yeah. And I, 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 sometimes I'll say, I mean, the whole, one of the reasons why discovery is so important is because if you don't know the truth, like why they, what they really want, what their decision drivers really are, the, the, the formal and the informal decision drivers, who's going to be involved in the process. If you really don't understand what's happening inside the organization, you're, you're never going to really sell your solution. You're just going to be on the outside because there's just sort of the formal things people say and the information that most people will get, but that's not really what's going on. That's right. That's There's right. An, an easy way to, to, to visualize. It's generic. You can only be selling a generic product or solution if you haven't done the time or done discovery well. Yeah. You can't connect the dots. Totally you don't agree. know the truth, as you say. That's 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 key. So what are the big talk? Let's talk about the big mistakes. I'd like to kind of talk, talk about uh, what what you typically see, because you're constantly working mm -hmm. with sellers. Uh, Tab, I'd love to see you chime in on this. But what do you guys typically yeah. see as the biggest mistakes people make in discovery in that process where they're saying, okay, I'm, I'm supposed to, you know, I know I'm supposed to ask some questions. Everybody agrees with that, right? I'm, mm -hmm. I'm supposed to ask questions and then build value based on those questions. But what do you, what, what, what do you typically see most sellers miss? Well, so, and again, this goes back to why I wanted to pick this topic. Not only was it relevant to, to, to a couple of my key customers at the time, mm -hmm. but, Going back into my 26 years of sales experience, and especially in the six years that I've added to that, and by the way, I still have to sell within 
Aslan. We have customers. We have mm. competitors, of course. Right. Um, you, you, besides the tactical, what really happens is because we're generally good at what we do, if we're in sales, we're pretty good at what we do. We wing it. We skip it. We yeah. think we know it. We make the big A word, which is assume. Yeah. And when you assume you're on a pretty fast path to getting it wrong, it's very hard to guess correctly mm -hmm. or even to guess closely. So the biggest mistake in terms of of the of that as a concept is to think I got it right. Yeah. I often like to say I, you know, we're on Zoom, but I'm holding up a blank sheet of paper. I often work with sales teams where we'll mm -hmm. pull up to a discovery meeting by car or Uber or any other, mm -hmm. or walking if it's in a city, and I'll see the salesperson walk in with a blank sheet of paper, and I'll ask a simple question. Well, where are the questions? Where's the organization of your thoughts? Where's the things that are going to be important? What's important for you to learn today? The, yeah, what are the objectives yeah. of this What's meeting? What's your agenda? Yeah. What are to we help to you out? moving forward? Right. And they invariably point at their head. You know, for those that are listening, of course, they're, <laughs> I'm pointing to my head. They're pointing, they're pointing to their head and they say, John, they're all up here. I'm going to see where the conversation goes. And they give me this kind of half smile. And right. I've done this before. I know the questions. Mm -hmm. I'm going to see how the customer engages with me. And my mm -hmm. answer is always the same, which is respectfully, you're not that good, mm -hmm. right? You will forget something. You'll miss something. You'll be moving down a path and won't be able to get back on the path you wanted to. And you'll forget and you won't get what you need. Mm -hmm. uh, and this helps you. And so part of what we'll talk about is what what can you do to help you be prepared yeah and coincidentally i should tell you when i was ceo um of a company down in florida after i had left getty images and before i came here when and i didn't really know the power of this at the time only my thoughts until i had started doing this when salespeople would come into my office sit across my desk or across my conference yeah. room table and i saw that blank sheet of paper mm -hmm. it didn't mean it always went bad but i did mm -hmm. ask myself did they take the time? Are they prepared? How much time should I give them based mm -hmm. on what I see their performance early? So it didn't mean it yeah. necessarily went bad, but I always had this preconceived notion that they were underprepared. They didn't take it seriously. And therefore I didn't take it seriously. And they probably didn't get from me exactly what they needed to make a winning recommendation. Yeah. So what, yeah. So what is the key, John? What's the, so how do you, if you're going to supposed to prepare, if I'm hearing you say this, right, don't walk in with a blank sheet of paper, have very specific objectives for discovery. What's the key to doing that? What's the, what, what would you advise? Russ? Well, so, so yeah, so uh, indirectly the key is to be prepared, right? right so the right. question is how to be prepared. Well, we actually have an answer for that, right? We have, and we, and we talk about that. That is the discovery roadmap. That's the what, right? That's the mm -hmm. questions. That's mm -hmm. the subject matter. It's divided nicely into five P's. Even if you take away the profile of the company, who it is, and most people do know who it is, it's their point of view, their plans. It's, it's mm -hmm. the pitfalls and things they should be looking out for, the things that could go wrong or the things you'd like to ask about moving faster, moving slower, mm -hmm. if not at all. It's preferences, how they're going to make a decision and whom they might choose. And actually, if this is going to happen, priority. In fact, mm -hmm. there's a key word in there. Is, you know, is there a compelling event? Yeah. Right. Is yeah. there a reason mm -hmm. that this should happen? And if you organize your thoughts around those five P's, and again, if you take out profile, the four of them, yeah. you can come up with great questions that help you nail the objective of what it is you want to learn in each one mm -hmm. of those. Yeah. Um, working with a sales team, about six months ago, we went into a breakout session, did work on the discovery roadmap, came back, and I asked for feedback. How'd this exercise go? And one of the sales leaders says, well, this was hard. 
I said, well, what, what uh, do you mean it was hard? The questions, the thought? He goes, no, I, I, the questions. Uh, and I was working with the team. We were able to get. But what's mm-hmm. going to be hard is essentially what he said, is to be intentional, to slow it down, to remember ah, to do this. Because yeah. we think we've got this. We think we will always ask these questions. But in many cases, we don't because we weren't prepared when we walked through the doors. Right. So yeah. the first step is simply being prepared. And the tool around that is the discovery is the discovery roadmap. Develop a discovery roadmap. Yeah. Yeah. And I was going to I wanted to add to this and I think it connects nicely, John, to what you just said. I think sometimes we're not prepared or salespeople are not prepared because we're not scared. Mm. We're not scared of getting leaving that meeting without the information we're not scared of of being at a competitive disadvantage we it's like we there's just it, it's like you get arrogant i think you mm-hmm. get just so confident versus coming in going who's going to make this go away what am i going to miss that's going to that where, where my competitor is going to come in and swoop in and win and mm-hmm. i'm going to lose so it's like I, it, there needs to be that i don't ever want to lose that you know, yeah. I just I just had a discovery paranoid. meeting last week. I'm paranoid. I'm just sitting there talking. I'm going, you know, what's lurking? I'm looking at these six faces. Mm-hmm. What's lurking? What am I going to well, looking at my peas? What P? Oh, is it? I'm you know I'm sitting there going, what's going to happen? Mm-hmm. And it's a lot of times to your point, Tom. It's the informal decision drivers yeah. under that P. You know. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think part of that paranoia tab is the way that I try to think about it when I'm in discovery is is what would I do if I were the CEO of that company? Mm, that's good. So it's like, it's almost like instead of, I try to shift from saying, I'm, I don't want to lose a deal, which I, I don't. And I don't, I don't want to miss something, which I don't. But if I look at it, like I'm trying to figure out what are they trying to do and what should they do yeah. until I'm convinced I know what I should recommend. And I would do, if they were hiring me as a consultant, not to sell my solution. And I were going to make a recommendation as a part-time CEO, 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 whatever, am I clear enough about what they're trying to do? And I always picture a bridge. I'm like, where are you right now? And where do you want to be? Like, that's always true. And by the way, when I think about what they really want, where they want to be is where they really want to be. Mm-hmm. There's, there's the level of information that people share when they talk about what they want. And it's always surfacey until, and, then, and if you're really good at discovery, you can mm-hmm. get them to tell you what they really want. Cause what they really want, there's a quote I heard the other day. What the what the heart really wants, the will chooses and the mind justifies. In other words, we we kind of we figure out what, what we really want is going to determine what we do. And we'll, we'll come up with a reason why later. It's like we're going to it's. And so we got to figure out what they really want. And so we can come up with this bridge of like where they are, where they want to go, and what's their plan to get there. And then what's the problem with their plan? And that's what you call the pitfalls, John. What right. what do they need to do? They, like, and if I can really figure that out versus okay, you said this, you said that. All right, I'll go back and propose that. I hope that works, which is a little bit of the paranoia. No, no, this is what you should do because yeah. if you yeah, and it may not agree with their plan, mm-hmm. but I think we need to own that. I, I think a lot of reps don't own discovery. They're like with the thing tech. Hey, what do you need me to propose? Like I was working with an organization the other day and it's like, well, you just tell me what to quote on and I'll quote it. And I'm like, well, how many quotes do you have? Well, I got 80 quotes. Well, what's your closing ratio? 8%. And they're just providing quotes and they're not involved. Yeah. Yeah. Does that resonate, John? 
Yeah, no, it's great. I'll, I just want to build on something each of you said. First tabs about yeah. being paranoid. I think that's exactly right. In fact, you know, when I get the occasional dreaded email yeah. or communication, <laughs> you know, John, we've decided to go another direction. Right. Mm -hmm. After I exhale, calm down a little bit, unclench my fist because I truly believe I can help everybody. Right. Mm -hmm. I say to myself, self, there's couple of things going on here. One, there's probably a logical reason why they chose somebody else. Yeah. And mm -hmm. that can be found in your discovery. Yeah. Either you missed something, you, missed something. you didn't ask That's something, it. somebody else did. And I did. You did not, which led the customer that they were a better choice or yeah. that product was a better choice. Yeah. And I always try to reflect back and I'll never forget one of the first sales. I used to think it came in as a rec lead or a recommendation for money. First or second thing, small small account I was working on here at Aslan and they wanted sales training and it was a small, smaller team. This wasn't yeah. huge, smaller team. And here's what we'd like to do. And tell me the difference between a two day and a three day and tell me all about sales training. And I thought I was nailing this and boy, <laughs> I, and I'm a salesperson and I can take you through this and, and, mm. and everything was going great until he said, we chose somebody else. <laughs> I said, what? Mm. I couldn't believe it. And so I muscled up the courage because by the way, this does take courage. And I said, can I ask why? Yeah. Because I really thought this was 100% mine. Wow. And he says, John, <laughs> we never talked about coaching my sales leaders. Wow. Oh, and that's I good. said to myself, well, you never told me you wanted <laughs> you to also work with your sales leader. Why didn't you tell so me that? Whose fault Goliath? is that? Yeah. Whose fault well, that is that? That goes back to what I was I. saying earlier. You're the yeah. one that should determine it's just part of your, because that's exactly to reach your destination. Yeah. Right. You're, you obviously, because you're... somebody drew out of him, Hey, this isn't just about your team. This is about your leaders. And by the way, yeah. that was a passion for my, how did I miss it? Because somebody brought that up, even though he didn't ask for it, that was the conclusion that he is a sales leader took was this company will be better for me. Yeah. They have, they and have leadership development, your... not just. You go, yeah. yeah, this goes back to your blank sheet of paper though. And that's, yeah. that's oh, why I can't sure. walk in. I've been selling the, our solution for 28 years. I, if I go into a blank sheet of paper, I'm going to miss something. You just oh, yeah. do you. And you need to have that checklist that says not all the questions you want to ask. The questions are important and you should prep by asking, but you can't look at all your questions. You need to have the checklist of here are the objectives of what I want to uncover. And one of those is if you're going to drive, if you're going to drive sustainment or if you're going to transform your sales organization, you got to coach. What are you going to do? That's got to be one of your check. Yeah. Like that's one of yeah. your pitfalls to the, to the plan, if you will. Um, so you better believe on my roadmap for every customer since then, and will yeah. always be what about your sales leadership? Have mm -hmm. you considered how you're going to coach this, how your team will coach this? I yeah. did not do that. Lost the deal. Yeah. No question. Easy peasy to understand why hard to correct sometimes, but I'll never forget it. And it's a good lesson learned. That's yeah. why discovery mm -hmm. is so, it's important. so important, right? Yeah. It's so important. I want to highlight the other thing I was going to build on top. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead, John. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to just say one other thing. Um, one of the things that I've learned probably more doing this, this job role experience than even being on, being in sales a hundred percent of the time is that we, we fall victim to we're in sales, we should be convinced, right? Mm. My job is to sell. My job is to be convincing. My job is to is to convince them to work with me. Yeah. Well, going back to your 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 visual of a roadmap, there's a current state, a future state. That bridge in between there is really the map that's going to help them get to the future 
future state. And that map right. is typically initiatives, objectives, strategies. And what I like to say is what you do doesn't help them with one or more of those strategies, initiatives, objectives. Good luck. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Good yeah. luck. You can't connect it to time. what you're trying to do. Uh, but a lot of times we feel that in sales. You're a customer. I'm a seller. My yeah. job is to sell you, not yeah. understand you, but to yeah. sell you. And if you have to kind of, you have to reorient yourself and say, well, my job isn't to sell you. My job is to understand how you're going to get to your future state. Not to mention, what is the future state, right? That's good. And Thomas, something reminds me of what you always say, which is regardless of whether they work with us or they work with somebody else, I got to I, I got to discover this because the truth is the truth. Mm -hmm. And to your point, if you discover that you don't help them in any of those initiatives, you're probably not going to be a good fit. But wouldn't you want to know that? So yeah, you don't you, continue to pursue because um, that's what they need to do. They need to do something different. So I love that. Yeah. If you, 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 there's so many benefits of having an effective discovery meeting. One is like you're saying, I mean, you're, you're figure out what solutions they need, yeah. like really need. And if you own that process, then you come back and you make recommendations they haven't even thought of, especially if you're good at discovery, you're telling them, you're helping them figure out how a better way to solve their problem. And you're, and you, you, delim you, you justify the value because you know what you're, you're going to accomplish for them. Um, you also eliminate objections because you don't present things that they don't need. And you also can avoid working on opportunities when you go, look, I'm looking at what it's you're trying to accomplish and what you're going. I can't help you get there. Yeah. You, you need a back surgeon. I'm a knee surgeon. You know, it's like, <laughs> it's just obvious. And so you, you fire them. You say like, I can't help you. Yeah. But there's one other reason that I think it's so important. And this is one thing that I see constantly they miss. And this came up in the workshop last week, Tab, okay. is that there is another emotional uh, payoff for leading discovery. Most reps think that when you're leading a discovery meeting, it's about information. Mm -hmm. I think even more important than the information is what happens on the emotional level. The goal in discovery is not to get information so we can build our case to win. The goal is to create a receptivity to ultimately them wanting to say, I want to know what you have to say because emotions are key. And especially if you're really influencing people, you're completely changing their beliefs about something, uh, about a better way to solve their problem. And so by, I think this happened last week and we were talking about, you know, hey, you've got to take the trip, validate their point of view. You've got to understand, and, and then you're like, well, what if you, and this one guy said in the class, well, what if you take the trip and you realize you're making this major mistake? He started telling the story about how they're, it was, they were in the animal health and the pharma animal health company and the, the, the company that they were working with was at 70,000 cattle and they're basically going to slaughter all the cattle. And, and, and it was like, because there, it was a government they were working with and they were moving away from from production of, I think they were a cheese fat. I can't remember the details, but I'm, I'm like, well, you, you want to change their belief, right? He's like, yes. I said, so the best way to do that is, is first understand them, validate the, their perspective, let them know you get, you respect their, not tell them they're wrong. Right. Right. Until you can communicate and under to validate their point of view, they're never going to listen to your point of view. They're never until they go, yeah, I get it. So what you're doing is you're doing that for these reasons and those reasons are valid. And they're like, yes, you create the opportunity to share something different versus you're an idiot. Listen to me. And it's well, that, so hard, isn't it? it I so oh, want to just so, go to that. I just, it's so, you're so tempted to just go there. No, it's a, it is the most difficult thing. 
of all the things we teach, I would say that's yeah. the most difficult for me is when someone says something completely polarized, <laughs> I, I want to go to like, that's not right. <laughs> you know, that's so not true. But it's like, I, I thought of the example, what comes to mind on my personal level is I remember my daughter would not drive my, uh, her brother's car. And I'm like, this is ridiculous, right? Because my brother was given his car and uh, her brother was had a car. It was like an old beat up car was given to him. And she, for some reason, her car was in the shop or she needed a car. I can't remember the reasons, but she wouldn't drive it. And I, my knee jerk reaction was like, oh, you're too good to drive that car. And I, and I'm like, so I wanted to like, but it, I, I stopped and I'm like, okay, there's a reason that she doesn't want to drive that car. And I'm making a huge assumption mm -hmm. that I know why, and it doesn't necessarily change my perspective or what I want to say, but I'm, she's not going to hear me until I really listen to her. So I took the trip as we say, and she basically started crying and she said, I'm not as uh, secure of a person like Taylor. And I can't drive a car like that because my friends will make fun of me. Mm. And basically she's saying, I don't have, I'm not secure enough. And it was like, I had this, oh, oh, okay. So that's what's going on here. You're not being spoiled. You're scared. And she said, yes. So and did I you said, do the right dad thing and get her a Mercedes? I bought her a Mercedes. <laughs> I bought her a Mercedes. It was all good. Yeah. yeah, I bought our Mercedes and we worked it out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I bought a BMW convertible. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't change what I want to recommend, but we started having a real conversation versus, hey, you need to get your act together and you're driving this car. Who do you think you are? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's, 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 that's where influence starts. I think that's a big miss for most reps yeah. because we're basically saying you're wrong. I don't respect what you think. Your plans are, you're, you're, you know, you're wrong. Follow me to the right institution. People are like, I don't know you. I'm not going to do that. Yeah, well, I think it, it, it reps, it, it, uh, hard for reps, it's because it's very seldom coached, right? I mean, it's yeah. like your job is to sell. I mean, think about yeah. the words we traditionally use with sales team. Go sell more, do more, make more, have yeah. more. And nobody says this is the importance of slowing it down, doing it well. Yeah, developing a roadmap, bouncing it off me, bouncing it off your colleagues. What does it sound like? How did it go? What did we miss? We're, we're, we're so much into how many meetings. What did they say? Yeah. You need to say say this. this differently. It's a trick. If you say this, then I say yeah. this. You say Here's this, I say this. Yeah. 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 It's yeah, a trigger. Use that new case study we have. We just yeah, gave you, right. you know? Exactly. I, one of the things the drum always beat is their willingness to listen is more important than your ability to communicate. If you can get somebody on the other side of the table to say, what do you think I should do? Mm. You, it is easy to sell. Yeah. And the best way to get them in that position is to care and respect their point of view and say, there's a reason you think that way. There's a reason you act that way. There's something you really want. There's something I don't understand. I'm talking to my grandson about rap. I don't get rap. So, you know, I know I don't get it. I don't, but I, but there's, there's some reason there. I mean, I went to the concert with him and his dad and everybody's listening to these rap songs and they're all going nuts. I mean, people were holding their phone up and they were listening. They were taping themselves or not taping. They were, or they were videoing Tape. themselves, taping themselves. <laughs> that shows my age. They're videoing themselves while they're singing songs to somebody else on the phone. And they're all going nuts. I don't get it. So are they all wrong? 
and I'm right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's something there's something I don't get, but either I can say, hey, there's a reason you like it and there's something I'm missing, right? Mm-hmm. Or you're wrong and you're in, that's not music. To them, it's so I, you know, so that's the situation that we're often in when we hear somebody say, Hey, we're going to slaughter 70,000 cows and close down the business. And you're like, That's not, that's just not right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, any other mistakes, John, that you kind of see? Yeah. So, well, we talked about really, I think, two, 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 two we talked about one of the two pillars here I mean, yeah. one is the the, the 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 actual questions what are they yeah. and then the other half is well how do we ask them hmm. right and, and yeah. in fact this was a particular focus of the client i was just with on geez john you know we can write them down is there something we could be doing better is there a meta message that's and, and by the way meta message is what the client's actually hearing comes out of your mouth yeah. um you know is there it, it, we believe sometimes what they actually hear is not what we want them to hear. And it could be the way we're asking the questions and you know, they're right. And is there a little art in this? Uh, Of course, but Mm -hmm. it starts with thinking about asking more open-ended questions, doing a good job, clarifying your questions. Mm -hmm. Um, If you're a part of the Aslan family, you know something that's really critical, I think, which is the blindfold principle, which simply stated is that we all have anxiety if we don't know what's happening. And Mm -hmm. so do customers in the discovery process. If you don't tell them what's happening, why it's important, actually even how and what to, answer in the question you're asking mm-hmm. you're not going to get what you want and you're certainly not going to get the truth i mean every day that every time we do this that we can move away from facts and more closer to what's really happening the truth mm-hmm. not truth versus lie but truth versus fact how long how fast how hard i've been trying or not if i'm the customer giving you this perspective the more you get that of that the more your recommendation matches what they said yeah and when your recommendation matches what they've said as you said earlier, Tom, selling gets easy. Yeah. So if you do, this is the hard part. And, and, and if you do it right, your recommendation building should be much easier. Never gets totally easy, but much easier. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think you're uncovering or pointing out a really critical, um, and we kind of touched on this, but I think it's, it's, it's good to take a deeper dive into the levels of information that people share. It's like, like, you have, you know, we've all seen the discovery or been involved in discovery meetings where you can tell it's sort of surfacey, a little stilted. And then there's the discovery meetings when you, the people kind of lean in and they're like, okay, here's what's really going on. You know, you, what you really yeah. need to know is this, or we, 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 I don't think that person, or if I, if I were you, I would make sure that you know this, or, you know, that mm-hmm. person's the one driving, they get, they, each all of a sudden it gets real. And you can tell that when you talk to somebody, you can tell, hey, we're talking sports, I'm at the weather, where are you from? Or people like, Okay, here's 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 what's really going. Okay, well, here's what's really going on. Uh, and and you're talking about I think one of the biggest drivers to that is how we ask questions. It is, you know, because a lot of because remember, decision makers, the real decision makers think they are wasting time talking to a sales rep. And that's why we talk about in the show, we want to elevate your role. Well, one of the ways we elevate who you are as a role and not just a salesperson, but somebody who can really help people solve problems is based on the questions you ask them. You know, like you really are asking intelligent questions. Mm. And I think the best way to do that is how you tee up your questions or how you position your questions. Like the one you you said about uh, the coaching, John, you know, like, yeah. like if you say, hey, 
we believe, or no, and I know from my 20 years of experience doing this or running sales organizations, that really change happens one-to-one. It doesn't really happen in a workshop. So we understand that most leaders are, are really not coaching their reps as we would define coaching. So talk to me a little bit about how you are changing the way coaches are coaching or what your plan is to drive, you know, mm-hmm. help the leaders. Well, to your you point, know, that would have elevated know. my role because clearly when I was selling just a workshop, I was a sales rep. No question yeah. about it. Mm-hmm. And so, I, you know, poor discovery led to a diminished role. No question yeah. about it. And good discovery by somebody else elevated their role and they were the winners and I was the loser. And it can't be any more clearer than that. That is the answer. And that is what this does. You also point out another thing. It puts you in a position to hear things and determine things. You you were saying, but didn't call out that hey, if somebody's giving you the real information, it, it, part of that's because you're doing discovery well, but you also then identified what? A coach. And when you have a coach, you're getting good information. You're getting timely information. Yeah. You're getting helpful information. But again, it's one thing to sit down and say, well, who are the players? You know, Where's the coach? Where's the decision maker, evaluator, and all this? But without good discovery and asking questions, you can't see that develop. Mm-hmm. And this helps you, you know, literally see it. Even if it's through the phone, even if it's through Zoom, even if it's through Teams, you start to feel this start to develop and you know who you can call on to say, how are we doing? Right. How are we doing? Particularly when you're in a competitive race or situation and it goes Mm -hmm. from many to two or three down to two. You want somebody to say, here's what's missing. Here's what's being said. Here's what you might have to augment or do Mm -hmm. to bring this across the finish line. A great point. Yeah. I think another I think another uh, barrier to getting to the the real truth, the unfiltered truth is they're, they're wrong answers. <laughs> like we, we all want certain customers to say certain things like, well, mm-hmm. you know, we, we, have a, we have a budget for this or we, you know, our budget's <laughs> big enough to provide this, or we're not talking to the competition or we've had great experience with your company and really, really like to include you in the blah, blah, blah. Or yeah. we're going to do this right now, or we're not going to do this right. All the, so there's wrong answers. And I, I look at wrong answers, meaning the answers I don't want to hear as an opportunity. I look at them as like, okay, they just said something that this, this allows me to demonstrate that I'm not a salesperson. I'm really here to serve them. And so when they tell me things like, Hey, we've really been working with so-and-so your competitor. And that's kind of what we've been doing. Or we already have this in place. I'm like, okay, well that, that, then in my response to that tells them who I am and what my motive is, and it gives me the greatest opportunity to go a little bit deeper. And a lot of times, Bill, those are test kind of situations. Have you found that? Yeah. You know, it reminds me, that one of the questions you asked right at the beginning of this is, why is this important to you? And yeah. and, and uh, there was an aha moment for me on this side of the table of facilitation that I never really knew in sales. And there's a lot I've learned facilitating that I wish I would have known earlier in my sales oh, yeah, career. Yeah. But we all like to say, you know, salespeople are great listeners, two ears, one mouth. You need to listen more, mm-hmm. let the customer talk and easy things to say, easy to even think about. But what I've really learned is, is that great salespeople's great salespeople, of course, are great listeners, but they're great listeners because they ask great questions. Mm-hmm. Okay. What forces you to be a good listener are the questions you ask. Um, it is the opposite of irrelevant questions. It's the opposite of questions you should already know. And what you were saying, Tom, it's the opposite of questions that pigeonhole you as a sales rep and moves you more to a trusted advisor 
And, and you said it best when you say the way I respond or the questions I ask tells the customer what kind of a partner I can be. Yeah. Right. Because mm -hmm. if they're easy questions or what I would like to call a dime a question, dime a dozen questions, like the one that mm -hmm. bothers me the most is what keeps you up at night. Yeah. Who the heck cares? You're not going <laughs> to get the right answer. It is not a good question. But there are dozens, thousands of salespeople that will ask that question and think they're brilliant. Mm -hmm. yeah. And no customer knows how to answer that. There's never yeah. one thing. There's never a thing. And I think when I've heard that question asked, they usually joke and say, well, my young child or yeah. you know, my marriage right. or something else is keeping right. me up at night right now. Yeah. What do you yeah. mean by that question? Mm -hmm. yeah. You have to lead them down the path of what mm -hmm. do you mean? Be be precise. Say, I have a question about your investment in because this would help me determine the following. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Or I know that typically when people when customers that I work with want to solve this problem, they 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 typically do three or four things. Of those three or four things, which one of those are you most concerned about? Does that yeah. make sense? You know, like you're you're communi you're you're zeroing in on the same thing. Like where are you? Where do you, where are you, where are there, where's there a problem? Like, where do you might need outside expertise or where does my solution deliver? But it, it, I think it all goes back to motive. Like if, if they feel like it's a salesy thing, it's like the question, how are you? Like some people ask the question, how are you? And people will answer that question. Mm -hmm. Some people ask that question, how are you? And like, it doesn't matter. You know, or, you know, it's like, because they feel like they're being manipulated. But if, and the thing is, we got to keep reminding ourselves, and this is so evident in discovery is motive is transparent. When we're yes. asking questions, they can tell we're sincerely trying to figure out how we can help them, or they can tell that we're trying to engineer them into a corner so that we can mm -hmm. make our point. Mm -hmm. My yeah. wife can tell that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, no doubt. I mean, let's make sure everybody heard that your motive is transparent. And if your motive yeah. is you want to be a partner, they will realize that it'll be reflected in the questions you ask. It will be a conversation, not an interrogation. Interrogation yeah. is yeah. going down your list of questions. Anytime that that ha or selling too early. Hey, I yeah. was hoping that I could do. Yeah, we do that and we do it really well. And I could get you a good price. Yeah. Discovery is over. Right. I mean, it's done. Boom. It you said right the thing. You, met, you yeah. said the magic word. Yeah. And now. Yeah. So be yeah. inquisitive. Be curious. Um, you know, one of the. Yeah. One of the clips that I hope we clear for use in our business is a good clip from Ted Lasso, the Be Curious clip. Yes. Where, you oh, know, yeah. He's playing darts and yes. he talks to the other guy about if only people would ask me questions, I would have told them the truth. Like, have you ever played darts? You know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like you hate to be so obvious, but that's exactly what customers say to us, not literally, but in their mind yeah. all the time. There is so much I would tell you if mm -hmm. only you would ask. Yeah. yeah. If only yeah. you would ask. So, so we have to be intentional. We have to slow it down. We have to be prepared and we have to think about the questions we're asking. Mm -hmm. Great salespeople are great listeners, but they're great listeners because they ask great questions. Yeah. And I want to, I want to, I want to, I want to close on my end and I want to give it back to you two and see how you guys want to wrap up this up with your kind of final advice. Mm -hmm. But uh, I'll say two things that I think if I had to net it out and say, well, we'll help you the most discoveries. One clear your cash yeah and what oh, i mean yeah. by that is is like you know our brains work against us when we're in discovery it really does it, mm -hmm. you can see this when you've been in relationships with somebody for a long time our brain works against us it says look i already know that i don't need to listen to that anymore it really does that automatically like mm -hmm. our brain wants to filter through information say ignore that because we get ten thousand messages and as soon as somebody starts saying something sounds familiar our brain literally says I got that. Move on. And and if we got to clear our cash and download what they're saying 
as if we've never heard it before. And that is a decision and a choice that is really working against our nature. Really, it's our instincts. And that that I think that's key. The other thing I would say that I think helps me the most is I'm not, and I kind of mentioned this because I do this with my wife, I am not an attorney when I'm in uh, discovery because mm -hmm. an attorney has an agenda. Like they're trying to make their case and they're getting information to then ultimately put together their case. And they're, they're taking a deposition and it, it, they kind of need to back you in a corner to make their case, right? Were you there on the 27th? Did you, or did you not say this? And so then we can use that, right? And sales reps like, I got you. Now what, pro what would happen to you if you solved this problem? Or if you didn't solve this problem, what would happen? You know, it, mm -hmm. it kind of has that feeling. And the way that I like to think about it is I'm a journalist. I have no agenda and I'm writing a story. So at the end of, at the end of this discovery, I'm going to put my story in writing back to them and say, is this what I heard you say? Right. And that doesn't mean I'm not going to ask questions that they haven't thought about or go down categories of thinking that maybe they haven't considered. Um, but ultimately, I'm going to write their story. I'm going to write down, this is what you want. This is what your plan is to get there. This is what you think you need. This is, and I, I'm going to get the information that helps me also make a recommendation later. But in discovery, I'm just going to be a journalist. And I find that to be people like to be interviewed, mm -hmm. right? They like that. They like the attention. They like you listening. They like you taking notes. If again, if it's the purpose of this, just to understand. But I'll turn it back over to you guys. Any final uh, tips? Like the big takeaway take from the, John the big, Ferguson, like the, like the, the, the well, big no, reveal. Your, your big, your, like, your big, your. Like if you had to say, what's the key to discovery? One one thing. Um, you gotta, gosh, you, just one thing. It's like there's one thing, the meaning of life or something. There's one, yeah, like there's one, one thing. One ticket to happiness. Yeah, one ticket to happiness. Um, maybe a couple. Know, I mean, there's a couple. I mean, I, I'm I'm with you. I mean, I think that you know, kind of like we said before. I think that. A lot of times what it is, is where people will, they, they find, they rush. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they're just, they're, 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 they have a hard time being patient. Mm -hmm. And I find that people that are really good at discovery, they just, it's almost, I liked your image of the journalist sitting yeah. back and just, and just releasing yeah. your agenda and just saying, I'm going to figure this out. And a lot of it, Tom and John, it's mindset. It yeah. really is mindset. Yeah, I mean, mindset. there are skills and there's preparation that comes into play. I, I think we can work with that. I think if we can just get the mindset right, then we're going to be okay. That's what yeah. I always tell people. Just do more than you've done in the past. That's a good first step. And then you'll start seeing some victories and then you can continue working on your skills. So that's beautiful. John, anything, yeah. uh, any final thoughts, any final wisdom? Yeah, I, I mean, you? And of course you are part journalist. You just finished a really great, uh, book yeah so you did take a right. journey right you did take a journey you did sit back and there was a start and a middle and an end yeah uh, right. to it but you know i think it is it's the story what story do you want to present back during your recommendation and if you don't have the building blocks of that story it's going to be somebody else's story it's going to be generic it's not going to be mm -hmm. about them and nobody's interested or as interested uh, in somebody else's story, they're more interested in theirs. So yeah. you have to do it, you know, in the words of Nike, just do it, slow it down, be intentional. It does work against us. And there's a very good reason because generally speaking, we're good. Yeah. We're, in an, mm -hmm. we're in an industry. We know it well. 
We've got yeah. the answers. We certainly have the solutions. I don't think of I don't think there's a client we worked for that's had a subpar lower every they produce, they Good do stuff. They create great stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. And 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 are we telling our story or are we repeating back their story? Mm-hmm. And if we can repeat back their story, they're way more interested in what ours is. And that's how you get the if two we're stories. Genuinely connected. interested. I mean, I if would and I would genuinely interested. Yeah. I encourage people, it's like, okay, so just for a day. Everybody you meet, ask questions, reflect back on what they say, and don't say anything. First of all, can you do it? Because if you can't do it, you can't ask good questions. You, you, yeah. That means you talk a lot. But watch the reaction to people when you just lean in and go, well, tell me more about that. Because most people, yeah. when you're talking, they're waiting for their turn to talk. It's like, are you done yet so I can talk? It's like the, it's like a... It's not a real inner. It's not, there's not another person. Uh, and both of you guys do this extremely well. When I talk to you, I feel like you want to hear what I have to say, which makes me want to talk. Most people I talk to, I could tell they're like, okay, is he done yet? Is he, is he <laughs> now he's, now he's done. Are you done now? Now you're done. Cause I know right. I'm not supposed to interrupt you, but I certainly don't care what you said. I, yeah. you know, and I'm going to probably try to use a little word that you said there, maybe because I got to at least act like I'm, but like when people really generally go, well, that's amazing. So what you just moved John in Chicago. So what's that like? Or you just did this or you just, mm-hmm. or so you went from, you were CEO of what? And so you taught it to Paul. So what was that? And people like literally want to know you, you kind of like, you really want to know they're amazed. Yeah. They're I was amazed. at dinner. I was yeah. at dinner last night, and uh, with a couple, and we were with a couple, and I, and the, he kept going. You really care about this? Like I'm fascinated by this. I am dying to know about your story. And he's just like, really? really? No one's ever really seemed very interested in this. And I'm like, going, then they're crazy because this is an amazing story. So I, I mean, do, yeah. you're in, and it's kind of so what true. I was saying. I think we, and I do this a lot. We all do this a lot. I spend so much time talking about tactical, yeah. you know, have the right questions and be prepared and do, you know, ask and like, and it's all, it's all important, but mm-hmm. I, I do feel like I probably need to spend more time on mindset. And that's exactly your drill. Mm-hmm. You just gave Tom is a perfect example of that. Yeah. When we go to the party, Let's all start working on that. If we we can all do that right now, everybody listen to this podcast. I don't think that would hurt any of us. Do it for a do do it. You can if you can't do it for a day. Do it for an hour. Just yeah. watch the reaction to people. Now they're going to talk. Like you, <laughs> what you'll find is everybody starts talking, and <laughs> yeah, you that's won't what I'm say afraid much. Of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're going to like, What have I done? Thanks, Tab. But if you if you but now put you know, like down the context of talking to your customers. And yeah. you're meeting their greatest emotional need. Mm. And by the way, this is what this is what makes you attractive is your willing to, willingness to listen to somebody and understand what's important makes you attractive. And it, by the way, they're having endorphins fire. It's like it's it's a drug. It's a dopamine is is literally mm-hmm. dopamine's going off in their brain as you are listening to their story. And 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 and, it, and now all of a sudden you want to now swift shift from. Now I have all this rich information. I know the truth. I know who the decision makers are, what they need, what they really need, what the decision drivers are. And now you have a person on the other side of the table going, I really want to know what you have to say. Now yeah. you're in a really good position, but it starts with this, the phase that we we're talking about, John, discovery. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, John, love seeing you, my friend. Thank you yes. for being on our show. We you are bet. honored to have you on the team. Um, yep. tab always good to see you my friend and everybody yep. that joined us 
for another episode of Sales with Aslan. I hope it was helpful. If it's not, let us know. We, we always appreciate Tab, we like feedback, right? Love we feedback. We want to get back. Our goal is to be the best resource for you as a seller or a leader. And we can't do that without feedback. So tell us what's happening. Give us some feedback on, on the podcast. Like us. Or if you don't like us, send Tab a message. Don't send me a message. <laughs> and by the way, I should, as a little selfish, uh, I don't know if it's selfish, shameless plug, but we talked a lot about the Discovery Roadmap, and that is a resource that is offered for those of you who bought yeah. the book, Unreceptive. There is a free resource. There's a whole chapter on Discovery Roadmap and a free resource to help you lead more effective discoveries. Uh, or reach out to us. Um, Tab, uh, John, and I are all on LinkedIn, and we will send you one of our templates if you want to do that, and we'll happy to support you in yes. your effort to lead more effective discovery. Mm -hmm.